Welcome to SEC Fan Talk, the show by SEC fans for SEC fans and your source for all SEC news, stats, scores, and more. Want to be a guest host? Sign up today at secfantalk.com. And now for your host, Brandon Bird, Luke Alsop, and Brad Rush. I don't know what it is about that song that uh, it just sounds good. It, you know, really good, uh, really good bass in it, and and peppy. I just I like it. It gets me. It gets me. I'm sitting here <laughs> dancing around, waiting on it to end so I can get going. It just gets me going. What does not get me going is that we're nearing the end of football. Oh uh, no! It's like the '70s. They're coming to an end. <laughs> hey uh by the way if you want a little tidbit of information if you want to see the most electric um uh music video of all time go watch the music video to that you might need to be high on acid to enjoy it but it's pretty good <laughs> listeners welcome to episode 16 it's week 15 of the college football week 12 of the sec we're nearing the end as always i'm brandon bird along with luke Alsop and brad rush here to bring you the news, rankings, uh, results, schedule, a little bit of basketball. Um, there's not a whole lot, you know, really going on where teams are, uh, you know, they're canceling and back and forth. And uh, soon the SEC will be entering uh, just SEC play of the remainder of their schedule. So hopefully we won't have so many cancellations. Uh, this week is speaking of cancellations, uh, uh, as it stands right now to be a postponed, we don't know how they're going to fit it back into the schedule. Old Miss and Texas A&M has already postponed for SEC football. Uh, that's all what we see right now in the news. Another big piece of news, but a bop Shane Beamer hired at South Carolina. Shane is not new to the SEC, guys. He spent uh, 2001 through 2003 as a graduate assistant for Mr. Philip Fulmer. In case you didn't know that one, Bradley. I did not know that one. 04 through 06 at Mississippi State as a cornerback coach and a recruiting coordinator. 07 through 2010 at South Carolina. Hey, with a couple different positions with them. Then he moved on to Virginia Tech, Georgia, Oklahoma as a, uh, I think Oklahoma, he was tight ends coach and an assistant head coach. And uh, by the way, in case you didn't know this, which I believe both of y'all better know this, he is the son of longtime Virginia Tech head coach Frank Beamer, Mm -hmm. who spent 29 seasons, guys, 29 seasons, his record ending 280 wins, 143 losses. And now he sits on the college football playoff committee, which, you know, I'm not a big fan of anyone on that committee right now with uh, how it sits. We'll talk about that here in just a second. So welcome, Shane Beamer, back to the SEC as a head coach. I believe he has one more game, I think it's this weekend, uh, is their 10th game, I believe. And then uh, then he gets to sit. Well, we uh, we know for sure that South Carolina is going to have the best special teams in the league from now on. Beamer ball is back, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Beamer ball is back, <laughs> and that's and that's coming from uh, growing growing up on the east side. Growing up on the east side, Virginia Tech has a pretty strong hold in on East Tennessee, especially in Bristol. My granddad's actually a graduate from Virginia Tech, so oh, he yeah, was upset they got strong because everybody there's the 
yeah, yeah. Everybody's saying that, that that's who they should have hired for their new head coach. They haven't fired their other guy. I don't even know what their name is. His name, their name, his name. But yep, South Carolina, you're gonna have a great punter. <laughs> hey, uh, I read an article today where it's showing that the new hires are heading towards offensive coordinator style head coach mentality instead of defensive, uh, just because it's not, you know, it's, it's not panning out for those guys. So we'll, you know, we'll see if the trend uh, that is heading towards uh, holds up. On to our rankings, guys. Only four teams in the top 25 from the SEC, including number one, Alabama, number five, Texas A&M, number six, Florida Gators, number eight, Georgia. Uh, You know, I certainly did not expect to have only that few in the end of the season, but in the defense of the SEC, the SEC-only schedule, you're bound to have those losses where leaders of the Sun Belt, AAC, and other group of five, you know, they look a little bit more dominant in their own conference than when they have losses to major schools. The SEC, you know, other than, of course, Alabama, shows a loss here and there uh, for those, uh, you know, Texas A&M with one, Florida with one, and then the others with two or more losses. Uh, are a, you know, Georgia's a good team, and, you know, they just got the two losses underneath their belt. So they... Uh, fall down in the rankings and not a contender this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you play a full SEC schedule, it's going to be hard on you. You don't have any cupcake teams. We, we can mix in. Let's, we'll go ahead and do the audible instead of uh, throwing it over to uh, kind of in between segues here. Audible for this week. I need to throw a whistle in there. College football playoffs tops four, okay? Guys, I put a poll on Twitter today. We remove Ohio State out of there due to the lack of games, which, by the way, the Ohio State and Michigan game this Saturday is canceled, leaving <laughs> Ohio State with only five games. Saving Harbaugh's Luke called job. it out this morning. He said uh, Harbaugh ought to just do it out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was... I would have gained. I, I've I've always hated Michigan. I hate Harbaugh, but if he would have done that just out of spite, I would have had all his respect. Like, I mean, I would have been a fan of the guy forever if he would have done that just out of spite and said, "You know what? We can't play." I so, don't know why. So the new shirt this weekend is is uh, uh, Ann Arbor blue and yellow, and it says fake COVID, hashtag fake COVID <laughs> to screw Ohio. Whoa, now you're going to upset the the Michigan fans. It's not yellow, it's maize. Get it right, oh. it's maize. Oh, yeah, yeah, blue and maize. Bunch God. of snobs in a great white So north. with Ohio State, should be out, right, okay, because the Big Ten, in order to play in the Big Ten uh, championship, they said that you had to have six games. That was their rule. You had to play six games. Uh, we put out another tweet uh, this evening that says, uh, Big Ten Commissioner, please do not screw Indiana out of this. Tom Allen and his team have fought and done very well, lost one game, but they've got six games in it. They should play for the Big Ten Championship, um, and Ohio's out. I'm sorry, you know, you can't start bending the rules because you want Ohio in that top spot because all that's going to happen is they're going to, bend it around they're going to send ohio to the college football playoffs and notre dame's or someone's going to kick their butt so at least 
let Tom Allen and his team have a chance at a championship after, uh, you know, going to a bowl game last year, getting beat by Tennessee, and then coming back this year and beating Michigan, beating Michigan State, beating Penn State. Tom Allen and his team deserve it. So, guys, on that option, removing Ohio State out, your options to fill in the spot, Florida, Texas A&M, Cincinnati, and, you know, BYU or Coastal Carolina in there, maybe in Indiana, throw that in there, guys. Uh, Luke, what you got? And I'm pretty sure I know your answer. Well, I mean, of of course I want to say Florida, but but here's the thing. If, if Florida goes into the SEC championship game and they get throttled by Alabama, which I don't think is going to happen, by the way, if that happened, I don't think Florida deserves to be there. However, if they go give me two give me two scenarios then. One where they get absolutely beat by Mac Jones and company and then one is if they win or it's a close close, you know, loss by maybe a, a game-ending field goal. Well, yeah, that's what I that's what I was just about to say. Yeah. I mean, if Florida beats Alabama, then Florida and Alabama should both be in the in, in the playoff. I mean, there's no no question about that. Um but yeah, if Florida gets beat by a last second field goal by Alabama, I mean, you have to sit there and say they're the only team that actually has been able to go toe to toe with Alabama for four full quarters. So, I mean, Florida would be my my option. Now, if they get throttled by Alabama, then as bad as Texas A&M has looked, as bad as Kellen Mond has looked, they got a national championship caliber defense on that team. So, if Florida got throttled by Alabama, then I would have A&M as my fourth team. Brad, who you got as that fourth option if uh, with Ohio State needing to be out of that college football playoff poll? Well, I mean, obviously the two main options are what Luke was talking about. But, my, I mean, my heart, like, I mean, back in the day, I would like to say Coastal Carolina. I mean, they seem like their 2020s version of Boise State. They've got the crazy colored field. They got the crazy colored field. They, they they don't really play anybody, but they they're undefeated. So I mean, you can't really hold it against them. They beat BYU, who has a bunch of thirty five year olds to forty year olds playing on their team. <laughs> um, so, so you're saying at the end of this year that Roundtree uh, transfers to BYU? He's probably to got be with his his like kind. Yeah, he's probably got six more years of eligibility if he would transfer yeah. there. Um, he's going to be fr- second freshman. <laughs> I mean. I mean, he'd have, to, he'd have to he'd have to come out and say he's a Mormon, then he's all good. So I mean, it just wipes out your eligibility once you say that. But anyway, um, um, I, I mean, I think you have to go. I mean, I, I don't have a lot of. I mean, I don't want to repeat what was said, but I think I mean, you can't be said no better than what Luke said. Um, obviously, I hate Florida. I'm not going to pick Cincinnati because that's where Butch Jones came from. So he knows they're out. <laughs> so, I mean, anybody with ties to Butch Jones. Has none of my respect. Um, so I mean, like it's a toss-up between Florida and A&M. Um, A&M's defense is much better than Florida's, but Florida's offense is much better than A&M's. But the thing is, is Mond has the opportunity to heat up. Um, I mean, he's a, I mean, he's got the, he's got the experience. You know, he's he's been there a long. I mean, 
But Kyle Trask is a you know Heisman Trophy finalist, I would have to think. So I, I don't know. It's between those two. It's a toss-up. Like if Florida got throttled in the SEC Championship, which I think everybody's going to get throttled by Alabama this year, um, then you'd have to throw AM in there. So, I mean, like I said, I'm, on, I'm pretty much with Luke. It's hard, it's hard to go from what he says. It's hard to pick anyone else. So with a audible part two, because we talked a little bit about uh, Coastal Carolina there, Vanderbilt's head coach vacancy, okay? Um, and I've, I've got a list of a few here from the VanderbiltHustler.com. Number one on that list is Mr. Jamie Chadwell, head coach of Coastal Carolina. 43 years old. He's making $375,000 at Coastal Carolina. I'd take it. This is, this is what we talked about last week where we said, uh, Luke, where we were talking about, is there an, if the, do they use this like Mizzou did to bring in an Appalachian State-style coach? And for Vanderbilt, this is that option. Jamie Chadwell coming in, $375,000 salary, is going to jump up to a you know $1.6 million salary going to Vanderbilt. Yeah. I, uh, I Tony Elliott is on... Go ahead. Go ahead. I, well, I was just going to say, I mean, I can see both sides of it. I mean, I can understand somebody wanting to take that job at Vanderbilt, but at the same time, I wouldn't want that job at Vanderbilt. And regardless of what the, the Vandy hustler, is that what it is? And there's six readers, uh, of, you know, care. Hey, don't, like, don't too much trash. We've only got 13 <laughs> followers here. <laughs> Self-deprecating humor is funny, but uh, so we don't have much room to talk. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can see both sides of somebody like that wanting to take the job or not wanting to take it. I mean, why not? Why not ask him? I mean, anything has got to be better than what you've got. But you know, it's Vandy, so unless they're going to provide some help to their coach, it's not going to matter. I mean, they could have Urban Meyer show up there. And he's only going to be able to do so much. Tony Elliott uh, shows on that list second, which is offensive coordinator at Clemson. He's already making 1.6. That's not yeah, a thing. Not. I love this right here. The rumor mill. Every time that Vanderbilt is looking for a head coach, this name pops up. A former head coach of two um, NFL teams lives in Nashville. Who am I talking about? Jay Cutler. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Jeff Fisher. Former head coach. Former head Jeff, Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. Always sh shows up on that list every <laughs> time they have a coaching. Yeah, they're like, well, Jeff Fisher can do yeah, who's, Vanderbilt. Who's the only coach that lives in Nashville? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jeff Fisher. He's got a that's place like, here. Like John let's Gruden in Tennessee. <laughs> it's like John Gruden in Tennessee. Hey, let's take John Gruden. He'll come back. Yeah, right. <laughs> Of course, Todd Fitch, the the current offensive coordinator at Vanderbilt, is on the list. I don't see that being uh, being very good. The uh, offensive co-offensive coordinator and offensive line at Texas, Herb Hand, uh, could see a salary bump by making the change. It's a tough uh, name. Healy, the head coach at Charlotte, uh, would see a, a double, uh, you know, an, an increase by double in salary if uh, if he took it. And then there's a couple other names on here. Clark Lee, the defensive coordinator for Notre Dame. I, I don't know why you'd leave that. No. Um, Jay, Nor 
Jay Norvell from Nevada Butch no. Jones? would double up on his salary coming in. I, I said Butch Jones yeah. last week. Uh, I, you know, I wasn't, at, I wasn't at least Vanderbilt would, would gain. They they would gain free PR a free a free PR coordinator out of it kind of like Ole Miss did with Kiffin. It's 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 a two position hire in you know, one setting. Going with what Brad said, like when you said Jordan Rogers, like I actually had kind of thought that myself. Like, um, he's not going to leave that gig. Yeah, that's the thing. SEC Network, exactly. It, I mean, but it, it would be worth asking him. You know, I mean. Because my suggestion was... We know you're going to say no to this question, Jordan, hey, but, you know, we got to ask you anyway because you're alum. I've got all all perf- I can say is no. i got the perfect coach for Vanderbilt, guys. You can just write it down. I mean, all they need to do... James Franklin? No. They, I'm thinking way out, way outside the box. We're going to get somebody famous. We're going to get... Um, let's get Keith Urban and Nicole Luke Kidman... Olson. To uh, to be the to he- be the head coach of Vanderbilt, and uh, you know, let's just see what happens. Let's just let's just take take the most famous person in Nashville and see if they want to work for what thirteen Saturdays out of the year, you know, for a few hours. Um, it's not like you need to make any more preparation than that. I mean, could you imagine how um, how good Vanderbilt would be if they just dropped their acceptance rate by one ACT point? <laughs> well, I, I, so I'm not gonna I'm not going to give my sources here, but I did learn some more stuff about Vanderbilt. Uh, this this there's tons of people uh, that's that's coming out, and there were they got a lashing on our local 104.5 The Zone uh, just just after. Mason was fired, but a close source to me did indicate that that whole academic thing is just a, uh, you know, requiring more is a little bit of a front because you don't physically, while your degree does have a Vanderbilt star on it and is signed by the president of Vanderbilt, it is the Peabody School at Vanderbilt. Yeah. So nowhere near the same curriculum as the university itself. Yeah. It's not like these football players are, you know, becoming nuclear physicists. I mean, I I would say probably about (laughs) half of Vanderbilt's team probably has about the, you know, the, 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 the mental capabilities of an eighth grader, but I mean, you're taking what you can get. uh, Vanderbilt alum cornerback solves uh, the the age old problem of cancer. Well, everybody knows that the famous degree for all athletic all all athletes in college is a psychology degree. Everybody knows it. That or sports management yeah, degree. Hey, I think Vandy's only requirement is that you don't have an arrest record. I think that's kind of their only requirement. You know, doesn't matter how smart you are, as long as you don't have a record, you're good to go. Not like Florida. 20 minutes in, Twenty minutes into it, let's try to move forward on to last week's games. Uh, coming up on the first one, the A&M at Auburn game. A&M uh, climbs to 7-1. and one. Auburn falls 5-4 and four with A&M's 31-20 victory. Mond, guys, 18 for 23, 196 yards, two touchdown, <clears throat> rushing was the name of the game for them with 315 total rush yards, two more touchdowns, 
uh, in the rushing. 120 of those 315 total rushing yards from Spiller. They looked fantastic. Meanwhile, Bo Bum Nicks and company. Bo <laughs> Hashtag Bum Nicks and company going 15 for 23. 144 yards, zero touchdowns, 196 yards on the ground with two rushing touchdowns uh, from Knicks himself gives them uh, 12 of the 20 points that they scored. Guys, A&M, despite game one, you know, we got to take that their, their loss out of that. They've looked good. You know, maybe not Alabama or Florida good, but they're still winning, you know. And, and then on the other side of that, we said – we didn't believe there was going to be a coaching carousel. Clearly, there is going to be one. Does Gus Malzone have to worry about entering that coaching carousel, ending his season? You know, we're, we're tr- he's trending towards uh, possibly a five hundred season. I don't. I don't see Malzahn losing his job this year. That's. I mean. Yeah. No hanging up the sweater vest. Uh, yeah, I think he keeps the hey, vest like, on like for one. I think he keeps it for one more year. You know, he keeps going to Waffle House in, in Auburn for one more year. <laughs> and, you know, we'll see what happens with Bum next year. But I think this year he's safe. But, you know, next year, if, if they don't show vast improvement, I mean, there's only so much that Auburn fans are going to tolerate from Malzahn. Um, but, yeah, Texas, I mean, it's, talking about Texas a and I mean, I, I, mean I think it's a their uh their rushing attack is is fantastic i mean they got a great running game and their defense is awesome but i i don't know what has happened with kellen mond i mean i just i just don't get that kid but maybe one of you guys can 18 for 23 is not bad i mean it's not bad and but- why this is one of those why 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 throw the ball when you are just running it down their throat, I mean, yeah, it was a good week. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't like it was it was terrible. Yeah, I I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But you know, to me, Mond has been. To me, I just expected a lot more out of him this year than than what I've seen. But um, you know, if he would have played even halfway decent against Alabama, they wouldn't have got killed like they did, and they would have. You know, it that game killed A and M because if they wouldn't have got beat that bad by Alabama, everybody would have them as their fourth team. It would be no question; they would already jump Ohio State. Oh, I, yeah, pa, yes. Brad, anything you want to add into this game? Yep. Sorry, before I get started, I couldn't hear Luke at all right there. That's why I cut in. My bad. Anyway, I think, um, I think that Gus Malzahn's going to be okay this year, but his seat is definitely heating up. Um, Auburn has been known to pull the plug on people fast and out of nowhere. Um, Gene Chizik comes to mind. <laughs> um, well, I mean, maybe he probably deserved it, but like I said, it just come out of nowhere. No, nobody really talks about it. You know, two or three years after you win the national championship, bing, bang, boom, you're gone. But, um, I mean, Mond, I mean, he did what it took to win the game, right? That's what you want your guy to do. Don't make stupid mistakes and win the ball game, right? I'd take that any day of the week. Um, I'd have to think that Auburn might be re- trying to recruit a, a freshman stud quarterback because Bo Nix, bottom line, he ain't got it. I mean, most of the time by your sophomore year, if you're such a high-touted recruit, um, you show some glimpses that you can do it, and I just haven't seen it. Um, 
but yeah, I mean Texas A and M that that they wouldn't have got the doors blown off of them by Alabama. Um, you know it's it's a different it's a different conversation when it comes to the end of the year. But I mean nothing unexpected. I mean maybe a little closer than what we all thought it was going to be. But a win's a win in the SEC for sure. Moving on to the second game, uh, we won't spend as much time on this one, although they are definitely deserving of our time. Pittman's fired-up hogs still manage to look okay without Felipe Franks, and they most certainly would have won had he been there. Jefferson didn't do bad. He went 18 for 33, 274 yards through three touchdowns. Uh, you add uh, 292 yards of rushing, and you wonder, how did Missouri beat them? Well, Basilak threw 32 for 49, 380 yards. Uh, rushing added another 273. It just seems like a last-second field goal seemed to, you know, seal the deal, do the trick. Uh, the missing PAT and having another PAT blocked my uh, Mizzou definitely can, you know, it changed the dynamics of that game. Um, both teams, I mean... <laughs> These high-scoring games is something we definitely uh, don't see a lot of. Arkansas falls to three and six on that. Uh, Mizzou to five and three. Eli Drinkowitz coming in after Barry Odom and and going five and three in an All SEC season uh, is definitely definitely good for the program and recruiting moving forward. Yeah, I, I kind of thought that was going to be the game of the week for some reason, um, and and it was. I mean. That was probably the best game I've seen all year. It was, I mean, it was it was just entertaining. And, yeah, I mean, Arkansas, they look like a totally different football team compared to last year. I mean, it looks like a completely different team. Um, but they basically got the same players with the exception of Franks. Um, but, uh, but, but, man, Missouri, I was really skeptical of, of Drinkwitz. I just thought, you know – why fire Barry Odom to get this guy um, with his short track record? But I mean, the prodigal son. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to hand it to Missouri. I mean, right now, them in Arkansas are looking like geniuses with the hires that they made over the off season. And you know, Odom wanted to win this game so bad over in Arkansas. Oh yeah, that was his. Yeah. He's like, if we win one this year, it better be against Missouri. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, um, <clears throat> just to say that I, I called this one, there's a couple in my book, there's three guarantees in life. It's death, taxes, and you never pick Arkansas. Um, I mean, it's Drinkwitz. Um, I, I, knew, I knew about him, like I said, coming from the, the east side. Um, Appalachian State, where he came from, has quite another, it's another pretty strong following in the area, and they run that conference. Um, yeah, I mean, it was an entertaining ball game. Um, Arkansas did a whole lot better than what I thought, but when you, when you get those PATs blocked, that's just demoralizing to your team all the way around. Um, I have to think that Missouri has probably put the East on a watch. You know, like they like they're already got you know their people are saying because they're they're only going to improve from here. I would think. Um, but yeah, like I said, don't pick Arkansas. <laughs> The next game we definitely will not spend a lot of time in as uh, if you want to tune in to Tennessee Fan Talk, part of our series of podcasts. We'll go definitely into more in-depth on that for this week's show over at 
Tennessee Fan Talk, the Florida Gators taking on and defeating the Tennessee Volunteers. Florida 31, Tennessee 17, Florida climbing to 8-1, and one, Tennessee falling to 2-6. and six. Trask, another phenomenal game, guys. Going 35 for uh, 49, 433 yards, four touchdowns. He did get back his favorite uh, target, Mr. Kyle Pitts, who received 128 of those yards, including the 42-yard bomb in the second half. Pruitt, he starts Harrison Bailey, and against the beliefs of the Tennessee fan forums, it was not because they told him to do so. <laughs> it was because Jerry Garantano had not practiced in 13 days. The three quarterbacks that played in the game for the Vols went 27 for 36, 240 yards combined and two touchdowns. The the run game, guys, was not as effective as everyone thought it would be. Every you know, everyone said, well, you know, uh, between Eric Gray and Ty Chandler, they should be able to run it. Uh, you know, all over Florida, that did not happen. The Vols only put up 94 yards on the ground. It was a little bit more than that, but once you subtract out how many times they put Harrison Bailey on his back, uh, it dropped it down to the 94 yards. Regardless of the contract extension for Pruitt, guys, a loss to Vandy this week would probably seal his fate and enter him into the coaching carousel. Real quick, guys, uh, you know, let's spend about two minutes on this game. Yeah, I'll go I mean, first this time. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Brad. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it don't matter to me. <laughs> no, I mean, no, it just ahead. proves the fact that why in the hell have we been playing Garantano all year? The kid stinks. I mean, stinks. These guys, <laughs> Strout, Bailey, young kids. I mean, not fantastic numbers, but they both had a touchdown pass. They didn't throw an interception. Last time Garantano threw a touchdown pass, it was to Kentucky. I mean, it was to their guys, not ours. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not in Kentucky's game, to Kentucky. Yeah, to Kentucky. Well, both. It was, yeah. I mean, he doesn't, he wouldn't know what a touchdown pass was if it hit him in the face. Um, I mean, Trask just shows what everybody else knew. He's a baller. Pitts, he's a shot caller. So, you know what I'm saying? It's nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, Tennessee surprised me. They had a garbage time touchdown. Nah, that probably hurt the betters. But I mean, how can you go? How can you have a guy start two and zero? Oh, we're going to sign him to extension, and then he just loses six in a row because he's too stubborn to pull his senior quarterback, who is a five star, who's turned into a bust and's going to be working in his cube the rest of his life. <laughs> I mean, that's just the bottom. That line. reminds me. That reminds me of. Uh... Oh, what was the remake football movie with with Adam Sandler? The, Half a star. <laughs> are you talking about uh, the, the the longest yard? Yes. I mean, our team. <laughs> I, like, I wanted to stab someone. Get my rep up. Our our team looked like the damn replacements. If we want to talk about that, talk about Keanu Reeves. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you just. I mean, we got we got to do something. We got to do something better. But I don't. I mean, if we fire the guy, we're going to be out. We're having two coaches on our payroll, and then a third. Moving on to the next game, we've got, and it looks like we just lost Luke for a minute. We got uh, South Carolina at Kentucky. Kentucky takes it 41 to 18. South Carolina drops to 2 and 8. 
that can't be right. It has to be two and seven because they've got their tenth game coming up. Kentucky four and six. The uh, big news out of Kentucky: UT coordinator Grant and uh, quarterbacks coach Henshaw goes to the unemployed line as the first major coordinator fires of the season. Wilson, Terry Wilson, goes 17 for 26, 201 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Kentucky adds 292 yards on the ground in their attack. Um, on the uh, <laughs> then then coachless Gamecocks, only 107 yards, a touchdown, and an interception for South Carolina. Uh, they just looked absolute horrible. In the passing game, Harris still looks amazing. 210 yards of the 297 yards of rushing uh, South Carolina to conclude their season uh, this weekend, I believe, and uh, get their new coach, Mr. Beamer, uh, time to get in there, get fired up, get some PR, get some recruits uh, signed up in the early signing period. Luke, we said that it was going to be a low-scoring, like, 14-7. I think you had 17-9 game. Um, you know, it, I did not expect 41 points. Even trying? Because that might be one reason why Kentucky scored 41 points. And, yeah, they did have you know all how to their get, best you know how to defensive players. Up, right? out. How's that? <laughs> you send in um, – hashtag play like a girl Sarah Fuller into their locker room at halftime on senior night and pep them up. Uh, wow. God, don't even get me started. <laughs> know what you do, what you do, what's wrong with, or, I mean, South Carolina didn't play very good because you know why they're all thinking about that transfer portal. That's what they're thinking about. Go ahead and put our name in that thing. Yeah. yeah can you imagine that, you know, it doesn't count against you this year where Shy Smith could go if he entered into that transfer portal? Ohio State. Oh, yeah. That I mean, oof, yeah, that'd be good. It'd be good because, uh, you know, Dan Mullen, he kills it on getting these big-time transfers. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe we could get Shy Smith to, to come to Florida. Shy yeah, Smith will see, take see. a Mercedes Benz or a Lexus to get you here. Yeah, whatever it is. You want a challenge? <laughs> you got your agents got you. right you here. Know. You got your agents. Just remember us when Nike comes calling. Hey, they're Jordan brand now. <laughs> moving on to that last game guys a big one in which uh luke almost hit it he called it at 50 and 13 final score alabama 55 moving on to nine and zero lsu 17 moving to three and five the only thing that i can say guys for the defending champs is that at least they aren't tennessee <laughs> mac jones For Alabama, goes 20 for 28, 385 yards, four touchdowns. Najee Harris leads rushing with 145 of the 267 yards on the ground combined. Guys, Finley and Johnson go 25 for 45, (laughs) 254 yards, and one touchdown. The run game was shattered. Less than 100 yards for LSU. Um, For all the people, including myself, definitely myself, that said that Alabama needs a tougher schedule through the regular season and stop with their Mercers and Marshalls and the the ones they say. This year, 
they were given the, a, a tougher schedule. Not the toughest schedule, but a tough schedule, and they have prevailed accordingly to Alabama. Now, their only test, guys, of course, will be Florida at the SEC championship game to you know, go on in, a, in one of the toughest schedules that they've had uh, ever, I would say, uh, being an all-conference schedule and, uh, and head on to the national championship field. And guys, I'm not going to let y'all get in on that one because we have gone over the time limit of that we want to spend on the prior week's games. Uh, we do want to go into this week's picks before we get into a little bit of basketball. I uh, don't have the spreads, so we're going to skip them. But starting off with these games, let me get uh, a writing utensil. First game. Alabama at Arkansas, and uh, so that you know, we did put out the what uh, the automated <laughs> picks ones that uh, we just we know what we're all three going to pick on that thing. So it's really going to come down to uh, the Auburn and Mississippi State. Hey, uh, what, yeah, it's going to come down basically. Real quick, I don't want to step on your toes, but Missouri's ranked 25th this week. I mean, they should, to me, Missouri should be ranked 25th. And, you know, Alabama, they are just going to murder poor Arkansas because, you know, (laughs) Saban, I mean, I really, I feel, I feel bad for Arkansas because, because Saban and Mullen are trying their damnedest to win their quarterback, the Heisman Trophy this year. And Mac Jones, statistically, while, you know, he might look better uh, to the eye test, Trask has put up way bigger numbers than he has. And, yeah, Alabama fans are going to make the argument that, you know, well, he's not playing full games and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, when it comes down to it, Arkansas is going to be in for a really bad day come Saturday. They really are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're gonna let they're gonna let Mac Jones air it out on Saturday. Uh, another fifty, another fifty game. You 50 think? Burger. Oh yeah, yeah, abs- Yeah, I mean they they might try to score seventy on them. It depends on how uh, how Florida looks in their game. <laughs> so the Alabama at Arkansas, twelve Eastern on ESPN. We're all three. For Alabama, of course, mm-hmm. to uh, to favor that game. I don't know if Felipe Franks will be back or not. I haven't even checked on it. Next game, the other uh, noon game is Georgia at Mizzou. And you know what? And, and I want to thank uh, Brad for – I didn't even see that. I'm sitting there looking at the rankings, and I didn't even see – honestly, I didn't look, and I was – <laughs> I apologize to Missouri for that because they've well earned jumping on to the top 25. Um, maybe this is a closer game than than what we think. I still have to pick Georgia on it mm-hmm. um, just because they, you know, they got JT Daniels on there and he's known to be explosive. They've had a little bit of time off, um, but I still pick them to win it. Brad? No, yeah, I, I agree. Um, because you got to remember one thing: one of three Missouri's losses was to the University of Tennessee. Um, 
I think it, it's going to be it's going to be close. Basilak they played is, all the quarters that they were going to play for the year in that game. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, if you can lose to them, you can lose to anybody. But they're going to lose to Georgia. <laughs> they're going to lose to Georgia. I think it's going to be pretty close. Luke, who do you have on it? Uh, you know, I I don't know. You know, I mean. I keep doubting Missouri, and they just keep looking better and better each week. So, you know. Oh, do I tingle feeling upset here? <laughs> I mean, I tell you what, if I think Georgia's going to win, but I will tell you this, that if Missouri wins that game, they might have a U-Haul parked outside Kirby Smart House by, by the end of the night. I mean, they are going to lose their minds if they get beat by Missouri. I mean, yeah, yeah. Kirby Smart better hope that he does not get beat by Missouri this Saturday. Speaking of a head coach, uh, praying that they don't get beat. Our next game, the 4 o'clock Eastern on SEC Network. Tennessee visiting Nashville, playing in the Music City against Vanderbilt. I've got to pick Tennessee on this because Vandy hasn't won a game. Vandy plays Tennessee their hardest every single year. It doesn't matter what Vandy's schedule or record looks like. It all goes out the window because of that interstate rivalry. I believe Vandy has won three of the last five of those. Um, With Derek Mason gone and them sitting there at an interim coach, I, I most definitely have to pick Tennessee. Luke? Yeah, I got to go with Tennessee, too. I mean, Vandy is just poor Vandy. I mean, you know, not to get me going again, but, I mean, God God love their fans. I mean, their fans, if you, if you can be fans of Vanderbilt football, I mean, you know, God love you because you've had a rough go of it. But, yeah, I, I think with Derek Mason gone, a lot of these players – that really liked him for, you know, how, are they even going to even gonna try in this game? And Vandy's just not good. I mean, Tennessee just has more talent. So just on talent alone, even if Tennessee plays a subpar game, they should still be able to beat Vanderbilt. Bradley? Uh, this is my snooze fest game of the week. Um. <laughs> I mean, I had to pick Tennessee, just like y'all said, I had to pick Tennessee, but it's, pro- it's probably going to be close. It's probably like 21-17 or something. 21-17 balls. That's what I'm going to go with, 21-17 balls. Let's hope they don't play Garantano. Let's hope that he decides to opt out and never come back. Opt out of the state. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, a, that, that's, he's that kind of guy. He'd opt out last game of the season. Time back. Time Watch to go back to Jersey. Out, go to South Carolina and light him up. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't be shocked, and I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be mad. To South be Carolina. Be mad. <laughs> it just. It just <laughs> uh, you're you're hard on your boy JG. He stinks. Oh, using your boy on that one. <laughs> he stinks. Yeah, I mean, he I, I kind of more money on tattoos. He more money on coaches. <laughs> and to to quote Moneyball, 
I've seen you sit across those tables and tell those parents, when I know, and I, when I know, I know, and with your son, I know, but you're wrong. <laughs> you don't have yep. the crystal ball, or however it goes. That was yeah, I mean, that's what, yeah, whoever that's gave yeah. JG five stars. A blind man. I mean, some some of these guys you just you just don't know. Ray I mean, Charles. those those the ratings are so when they get these stars out there, just so arbitrary because you you never yeah exactly like you said, Brandon. I mean, you don't know how these kids are going to turn out. Just in, uh, just for an exam two examples on Florida's team. They've got two former five-star players that transferred. Um, Justin Shorter from Penn State. I mean, he's six-five receiver, like two hundred and twenty pounds. You think this guy would be? He would have to be a five-star, but he goes to Penn State and underproduces, and now he's at Florida. And I mean, he looks okay, but you know, he doesn't look like he was some kind of five-star athlete. I mean, just on his size alone. Yeah, but and um, uh, Naquan Wright, he's another one. He was a five star that signed with Miami and then transferred to Florida, and he in no way looks like a five star, like he should have been a five star player. So you know, you never know with these kids. It seems like Alabama's the only ones who get these five star players that actually turn out to be five stars. So maybe Alabama's using a different scale to uh, to judge their. Uh, their scholarship players. Speaking of Florida, the seven o'clock Eastern ESPN game, LSU at Florida. Oh, uh, where to start? Nowhere to start. You know what? Florida by a lot. Yeah. LSU is just not good. I mean, Finley is not good. Um, whatever the other guy's name is Johnson. He's not good. Yeah, I mean, maybe they they can be good. I mean, Finley, yeah, he was a five star, I think, coming out of high school, and you know, maybe the uh, the kid can get a few games under his belt and get better. Um, but I don't think LSU's offensive line or anybody's giving the kid much help. So they're just they've got some problems down in Baton Rouge, and yeah, Florida. Florida should win this game pretty handedly. To quote Rick Neuheisel from today, we actually put it out on Twitter this morning. He said it best when he said, if you do not have a running quarterback in this day and age, you are playing a game with one arm tied behind your back. Unless you're Alabama with that uh, the offensive four that they have up front. They are the exception to that. But other than that, can any other team, can their offensive line, their their front four there, give someone four and five seconds to throw the ball? And if they can't, why do you not have a running quarterback? And that's where LSU is hurting. That's where Tennessee's hurting. Uh, that you know they just they thought that those offensive lines, especially at Tennessee, was going to be something. And they weren't LSU national championship. Of course, gets gutted, uh, and then of course loses uh, their their uh, Brennan, Brenner, Brennan, whatever his name is, at the beginning of the season. Uh, Brad, for you, tell your fiance to close her ears so you can say Florida real quick. 
Yeah, it's Florida. <laughs> it's Florida. It's big time Florida. Forty five to ten Florida. Yeah, and if they if they want to help Trask, they better keep him in in the fourth quarter. I mean, he could just go ahead and get on the bus, take a shower, get on the uh, well, not not on the bus, <laughs> go to his dorm. He could win, he could win by staying in his dorm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I tell you, man, you, you, you saw. I mean. Yeah, Mullen wants Trask to win the Heisman so bad. I mean, and and every Florida fan does. And to me, that kid. I mean, if if there's if he wins the Heisman Trophy, they're going to end up making a big movie about him because the way that kid is, you know, to sit on the bench for three and a half years in high school and then sit on the bench again in college, and uh, you know finally get the opportunity from a, a fluke accident and you've done nothing but but just put up huge numbers ever since so mullen really really loves trask and you know most people do because you gotta tip your hat to a kid who who just sticks with it like he did and didn't complain didn't do anything he just he just sat there and wait until waited until it was his time and so Mullen really wants that trophy for him. And so he's, he's another one. He's LSU is going to be in for a rough day on Saturday because Florida is going to try to put 60 points on the board. He's going to try to throw, get trash to throw for like six touchdowns against LSU. Mm. Um, so mm. only, gonna, only SEC quarterback to throw for three, con- three touchdowns in nine consecutive games. Yeah, that's wild. Pretty good. Last game at 7.30 Eastern on the SEC Network is Auburn at Mississippi State. And this one, guys, uh, I could not guess for you when I was trying to pre-pick these things. I don't I don't know who's going to win. I don't have a clue who to pick on this game. I do. Mississippi, it's Mississippi State. <laughs> you want to know why? There's only one reason why. Their quarterback's name's not Bo Nix. <laughs> I mean, as bad Mississippi State has started to look somewhat better. They the have, past, and the can Auburn stop the air raid? Can they do it? Uh, no. I almost say Bo Nix does for two picks. Oh, mm. I mean that's well, that's, I'll, that's. I'll follow the leader. What about you, Luke? Man, where the uh, sorry, where are they playing the game? Is Mississippi, it Mississippi and start uh, Vegas? Yeah, so Auburn, you know, they are going to be a little shorthanded, um, not having the officials there. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, but you know, <laughs> down here, five here's, payroll. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, here's here's the thing about bum. You know, is he going to have his best game of the season? Is uh, is he is he going to have a, a breakout game? You know, probably not. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to go with Mississippi State as well. And golly, you know, y'all bunch Matt, of 
Malzahn is going to, you know, he's going to be contemplating the off season while he's at Waffle House having his, uh, <laughs> his hash browns and scrambles. Yeah, no, you get, and you get hoping, scattered, covered, and smothered. Yeah, and, and hoping I don't get fired. He's going to be covered and smothered. <laughs> <laughs> so, Luke what, Luke, what you're saying is is the, the officials are going to be staying in the nicest little town on the prairie. I think that's what they call whatever. I think that's what they call it. Yeah, I think they all. uh, Yeah, they all. uh, You know, they all have their, uh, you know, vacation houses in uh, Tumor's Corner. I mean, have they had the funeral for that tree yet? (laughs) So, if you don't want to watch a couple of these uh, snooze fests that are available, notable games outside the SEC include Wisconsin and Iowa. Um, a top 25 battle there between those two also north carolina at miami and another top 25 battle um wrapping it up for football and quickly moving on into basketball sc3 yeah sec week three let's say that correctly ap rankings still only include tennessee uh in the top 25 tonight being their first game which they won 56 to 37 in SEC rankings, Arkansas leads the Pac-4-0, followed by Florida, Georgia, Mizzou, and Texas A&M with 3-0. Oh, how the mighty have fallen with Kentucky, falling to 1-3. and They have lost to Richmond, Kansas, which Kansas was only by three, and of course Kansas was ranked sixth in the nation at the time. And then they fall to Georgia Tech. Kentucky sees Notre Dame this weekend on CBS, since there's not a SEC CBS game, uh, football, that is. And Tennessee is to host Cincinnati on the SEC Network Plus on Saturday. In SEC women's basketball, the ladies' Gamecocks drop to fifth from first after losing their – they lost their first game to eighth-ranked North Carolina State. Kentucky, A&M, Mississippi State, and Arkansas still remain in the top 15. Uh, once again, this week, ladies, we want to thank you for representing our conference, because the guys certainly are not. Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, A&M still undefeated at 4-0, but evidently their strength of schedules do uh, uh, not move them up a little higher than they than what they are right now. But hey, in the top 15, you cannot argue with that. Thank you again, ladies, uh, for that. Yeah, Lisa representing the conference. Unlike the <laughs> unlike the men. Except for them basketballs. Well, guys, that's all I got. Episode 16 wrapping up. Anything else anyone wants to add into this? We're rolling in right um, on an hour. You can uh, just, like I said, I don't I know. Won't take any donations I'm all for ears the song. about Brad's prediction about bum this weekend. I just hate him. I just hate him. For See some if we can't get uh, bum nicks trending on Twitter. We gotta get more than thirteen followers, boys, for that to happen. It will happen, listeners. Sign up to be a guest host. A guest host. I'm sorry at secfantalk.com. Guest hosts have the option to join this show or one of our other shows, and uh, or start a new show if your particular team may happen to be Auburn. You can 
have at it. <laughs> Try to make I'll them more better than what they are. <laughs> we'll provide the hosting and the post-production and all that. You can just do it yourself. Hey, we'll ask Cam Newton come on here. We'll ask Cam Newton come on here. You can have Cam Newton show up. Maybe you could go down and interview Gus Malzahn at the Waffle House come Saturday night when he's possibly looking for a job. Be sure to follow us. (laughs) Follow us at SEC Fan Talk on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Guys, they're getting funnier by the week. I don't know if we're just getting a little bit more relaxed or it's, uh, you know, we're just nearing the end of football and it's like, a, eh. Do I get to come on the uh, Vol Talk with y'all this you week? Can't. Come on. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> no, you've, you've got to do a Florida talk. <laughs> that, one, <laughs> that one's sitting on the website with a big zero episodes in it. I know. I just, I, you know, all I can think is national championship and just are just making the playoffs. And can we beat Alabama? And I think we can, but we'll see. But it, I can't think about anything else other than Alabama right now. So go You're not going to make it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's getting out of hand. I've got faith, Brad. I've got faith. I think we're going to probably get beat but you know what you want to get all they want you're gonna get destroyed we'll see we will see listeners thank you again for tuning in remember to go into seccfantalk.com look at our shop on there and pick out one of your obscure shirts whether it's vanderbilt we drop the anchor hashtag bum nicks trask for heisman uh (laughs) whatever the one is for tennessee and they're constantly changing check into them every week for myself luke and brad Thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week.